Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess, where we are, well, we're finding time to record a podcast. We have a lot of our listeners go, how in the world do you guys have time to do a podcast? And my answer is always like, I have no idea. I don't know how we do it. We just make time. It could be sometimes we're recording at 945 at night or super early on a Saturday morning. Our very first time we recorded a podcast, we were at the Lake of the Ozarks. We had to literally carve out time and go to away. Yeah, record a couple of them. But tonight... This is unique. It's a first. We're in a car in a parking lot of a school (laughs) because the twins wanted to go to a football game and we had planned to record it tonight. And it's like, well, what are we going to do? Eric's like, I guess we'll just pack up the stuff and we'll record it in the car. It does. It's, I think it sounds pretty good. It might be our new stage, our new setup. <laughs> yeah, it is odd because I'm in the back seat and Angie's in the front seat. And we needed the space. people are walking by looking at us like, what in the hell are, are they, they reporting doing? on a high school football game from a car? <laughs> what are they doing in there? Um, but I mean, you do what you got to do. If we were Make getting, it happen. If we were getting a podcast done this week, tonight in the car is the only way it's happening. When we get done recording, you just want to hang out in the back seat with me? Oh, God. No? Now we might get in trouble for that. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's keep it clean. We are talking <laughs> about a, a test tonight that Angie had wanted me to take for a while. What is it called? Enneagram test. The Enneagram test. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what the Enneagram test is, how we want to use it. And, and why? And why are we? Why did I even want you to take the test? Oh, as soon as I started taking it, I was like, son of a gun. He doesn't remember, but when we first started dating, I had taken the test in 2019. When we first started dating, I forwarded him the, my test. I don't, maybe you didn't even read it. I'm sure I read it. Because had you we read it, we were just it, starting to date. <laughs> had you read it, you may have known a little bit more about me. You know, honey, I like to learn about you as we go, okay? <laughs> the Enneagram is interesting because there are nine different types to it. Nine different per- personalities, would you say? Yeah, it's personality types. And yeah. I will say it's crazy accurate. Uh, that's fair. I would crazy say once accurate. I finished taking it, I was like, oh, okay, that is me. And okay, that is you. It made right. it made a lot more sense when I took it. It costs, what, like 12 13 bucks to take it this thing? It was $12. I would recommend, if you have not taken this test, go take it. It's worth the $12. There's nine different types. There's the perfectionist is the number one. Number two is a helper. Three is achiever. Four is individualist. Five is investigator. Six is a loyalist. Seven is enthusiast. Eight is challenger and nine is peacemaker. And there's a ton of science around. I mean, this has been around since the mid 20th century. So it's not like they just 
came up with some random personalities. There's a ton of psychology behind it. I think the reason we're doing it, now you can tell me if I'm wrong, is because in every relationship, whether that's marital, with your kids, at work, it's really about communication, right? When communication breaks down, then things get a little awry. Communication, teamwork, relationships, all of that. I mean, my my experience with the Enneagram really has been from a work perspective, not from a personal perspective. So we, we take it often. And we do, we do like team building exercises around it at my, at my work. It was funny. I have to tell a quick story about. <laughs> oh gosh. Are you allowed to tell this? He's not listening. I'm, I'm, just, I'm not going to mention okay. any names, but it was so funny because we recently had a, a leadership offsite. And anyway, it's just funny because a lot of times I think people sometimes don't believe that it's really accurate, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so everybody had to take it. I'd. I mean, I just reshared my results from from 2019 when I took it, and um, one of the one of the guys called BS at the end of like, I think this is just a crock, and so then we pulled up, <laughs> we pulled up his his number, and it was like pessimist questions everything, <laughs> like yeah, um, I'm pretty sure this is accurate. <laughs> so funny, we all we all make fun of him now, but that also got me thinking about like. The why behind I wanted why I wanted Eric to take it, which by the way, I'll be honest, he was not thrilled about oh, taking it. I was he like, was very uh, annoyed. It's going to take how much of my time? Very annoyed. Yeah. I only did it because I love you. I'm like, okay, my wife wants me to do it. I'm going to take the in test. In all fairness, we have been off a little bit, so it's like I just I felt like it's, we've not been communicating right, well. and I felt like he was not really understanding me and how I'm wired because. I would say where we get off a lot of times is when I'm traveling and there are so many days that I am like nonstop, go, go, go. And so then, you know, then our communication channels aren't, aren't open. And so we kind of came to a point where he was super frustrated with me. I'm frustrated because he's not really even, I felt like not understanding me. And so after we just had that work leadership offside, it's like, you know what? I think I think Eric should probably take this test. So we were at Dane's. And, and for the record, I also don't think she's understanding me. Just so right. we're fair, well, right? right? It's a two-way sure. street. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. so, I, yeah, we were at Dane's baseball tournament last weekend. I'm like, why don't you, we're just we had some? Well, it was rained out the Saturday afternoon. I'm like, why don't you take that test? And I've got this like stare of, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think I was watching college it's football. It's dollars. Like I'm watching it. college football, <laughs> but I stopped and we took the. So he took it, but I think he was at a point in time too that he was wanting to kind of figure out more about me and how I'm wired and driven, and vice versa. So then I reshared again, though, what my results were. So that's how we got to this point. Yeah, and now, so you know, here we are about a week into me taking it and Angie you know, and, and we're still figuring out the, the how of the communication, but I do think that it's been helpful so far. So how do you, you kind of take what, like the first two to three and that's kind of what your main dominant features are, honey. Is that right? Yeah. You, so you get the results and it, it gives you a ranking of like your top personality types. So you pick the, the number one 
is where you the category you fall into the most. And so number one, sometimes you can have a tie. Like I was tied for second and third, but, but that, I mean, I usually just go with the first one. The other thing that I think is absolutely amazing about the Enneagram is after you know your type, then let's just say you are, you're working with a specific, you know, whether it's your team or your spouse, then there's a ton of information around how those two types can work together. So it's not just like, oh, well, here, you're a number whatever, and you move on. Like, there's extensive information out there. Even Pinterest has a ton of information around Enneagrams. There's a ton of Instagram sites that you can follow as well. Just there's books about it. Like, once you start kind of figuring out your type, you can dig as deep as you want to go around how do you work through some of maybe the weaknesses for that particular personality type. First of all, I'll say my number one was an enthusiast. Shaka. Right? So what are your traits as an enthusiast? Your oh. good traits. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but no, I'm just they give you I, they okay. give you the strengths and weaknesses. So what's I'm excitable. Your, yes. I'm very spontaneous. Yes. Which we're a bit opposite in that regard. Well, this is a great example. We're spontaneously recording in a car. I also, I can't tell you how many people are just staring at us as they walk by in this parking <laughs> like, lot. I'm getting They're distracted. They're like, what are they doing? <laughs> um, I'm spontaneous, curious, optimistic, eager, outgoing, future-oriented, adventurous, variety-seeking. I'm quick. And, uh-oh, I'm talkative. What are the what? odds? What are the odds? What? What are you? I am a number three, which is an achiever. I, I knew. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, absolutely you are. What are the positive traits to that? To others, we are confident, ambitious, goal-oriented, very image-focused. We love accomplishing things. We look for validation through accomplishing things. Extremely busy, on the go, jam-packed schedules, refined taste in outer appearances, charismatic, makes good first impressions, impressive range of accomplishments... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you're, you are a catch, honey. It is true. I get it. Yeah. All these things are... Polished, sophisticated. Do you want me to keep going? No. So then what happens is you also, it gives you where your personality type comes into conflict. And so for me, as a seven, as an enthusiast, as it calls me, I tend to be scattered and get distracted easily. I'm restless. I'm impatient. I'm a thrill seeker. I'm an escapist. I'm, I'm overextended. I'm a little bit irresponsible, <laughs> pretty demanding, Oof. and I'm a little excessive. I'm mm. a, I can be a little much at times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what about you over there, Miss Achiever? Oh, gosh. Well, when when you're an unhealthy three, is how my article I read, oh, it's like you're, when you're healthy, you are driven, kind, willing to help, charismatic, all of that. When you're average... You know, your busy bodies always like looking for new goals. Achievers can be like dead set on being first place and whatever they put their minds and hearts to, whether it's a career goal or project. But when you're unhealthy, there's jealousy, competition, trying to one up people, seeking approval and reassurances from others. Uh, Many achievers can report feeling like a hollow shell sometimes after years of curating a certain image. And then it kind of just talks about like, okay, how do you move past that? Or what are overall like growth tips for a three? Mm -hmm. 
So the first thing they recommend is to slow it down. (laughs) I mean, that sounds god-awful. I laugh because that's how I... The communication standpoint is I can see that you're going too hard. But for me to say, honey, you got to slow down, that doesn't come across well. Like, I've got to figure out how to deliver that in a way that is well-received by you. I will say this before we keep going on. Then, as we dove into it more, sevens and threes are a great relationship match. That gave us great hope. gave me great hope. Great pie. I was like, (laughs) all right. Woo. I'm a seven. You're a three. It says we are a great relationship match. A lot of our our strengths play well together. And so that was really good. When we're at our best. Sure. When we're at our best. The other pro tip here for threes, which you'll crack up, is to embrace vulnerability. I know, which is like your weakest link <laughs> to be vulnerable. You hate it. And I, I would say you've really grown at it since we met three years ago, but it is, it, she would tell you like being vulnerable is her hardest thing to do. And so, you know, do you know who, who is also a three? No. Oprah Winfrey Oh. and Tom Cruise, Reese Witherspoon. Where did you Meghan find that? Meghan Markle, Lady Gaga, yes, Taylor Swift, Tony Robbins. I got to figure out this What a bunch of badasses. Stuff. Here, I'll look yours up one second. Okay. I'll just say I love Taylor Swift. I think Tony Robbins is a crock. I'm going to say that. But... <laughs> oh, God. You better delete that. <laughs> what? I can't... He's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that dude. Come on. He's going to come get you. I'm just saying. If that's what it takes to get All this right, podcast. Let's see, let's see who fa- what famous people are sevens. Ooh, Miley Cyrus. I love Miley Cyrus. Katy Perry. These are like all my crushes. Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, Cameron Diaz, Eddie Murphy. Great comedians. Little Nas X. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth Taylor. That's some good ones. I'm feeling good. Comedians and and my crushes. JFK. Elton. Oh, I already said Elton John. I could have been very JFK-like. Yeah. Should have, could have. Okay, you want your growth tips for yes, a seven? Show, show me the growth. Yours is also slow down, big guy. I'm aware. I've been trying. I've eliminated some of my oh, jobs since we've met. Here's another one. Learn to see the value of pain. Oh, mm, I think we just we talked just about that this conversation. This week. Mm. We sure did. We have been trying to, com- let's just put this in perspective. We have been trying to here's communicate better. It's raining. It is sprinkling on us right now. I mean, not on us. We're in the car, but we've been trying to figure out this and to communicate better because Angie and I, for the last three years, have been a very pretty simple, easy relationship. And a blend family, let's be honest, it's almost too good to be true how easy it's been. So for the last little bit, all of a sudden, it's like we're not communicating well. And that's the first time we've really had to kind of work through that. And 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 when you look at what the strengths and the weaknesses are, and I, I was trying to, you know, dive into it, how can we figure it out? It's pretty obvious. I mean, you're, you're this overachiever that is kicking ass and taking names at work. And so you're traveling all the time. In the meantime, really what you are is you want to be able to come home and unplug and unwind and so what's happening is you're gone for two to three days doing all this fun shit. Okay. That I, time out. Oh. I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish. Can I finish? <laughs> Kanye West, can I finish? I'm pounce on that. That's fine. I'm just trying to explain it, right? When we look yeah. at the, when we look at the different things that are good and bad, it's basically, you know, you reread it. I'm spontaneous. I'm adventurous. I'm, I'm thrill seeking. And so I'm at home taking care of the house. Angie's out having a good time. Now, here's the clarifier. She actually would rather be at home. He's and But it, the t- story I'm telling right, myself exactly. is that you're having exactly. a great time. Then you come home, you're like, oh, I'm tired and I just want to go to bed. And I'm like, mother of God, <laughs> I've been at home for the last two nights. 
And now I want to do me, something. And for me to re I have to recharge. Like it can be so mentally draining to like be in meetings all day. And then you have customer events and you're like, so I'm not wired like Eric, like that stuff would be super fun for him. And it's super draining for me. And so I want my house to be a safe place to come home and recharge instead I'm coming home to someone who's frustrated with me. And so like, that's the part we have to, I'm not frustrated with you. I'm frustrated with the situation. Yeah. And I'm glad we took the Enneagram so that we can see, okay, here's what I am. Here's what so you are. So we can better understand each other yes. and what place that they're coming from. And so now we're trying to talk through right. how do we, okay. Do you uh, want another pro tip for seven? Sure. Yes. It's really related to this conversation. Squirrel. Yes. No, it's related. Okay. Another right. pro tip is, <laughs> I can't say without laughing. Oh my God. Get comfortable with solitude. <laughs> I like my alone time, damn it. It says sevens tend to be extroverted and attracted to experiences that offer a large amount of sensory stimulation. But the more time you spend with yourself, the more self-aware you become. So I will say this. Okay. Here's the, tr here's a true statement. I hated that solitude alone time until about six to eight months before you and I met and I was single and I started to really like being able to go to dinner alone when I didn't have my kids to just have time to watch TV alone on the porch when I didn't have my kids. Sounds I got to where amazing. I enjoyed that. And so I don't mind that when you're gone. It's just, we have, we haven't communicated things well in that regard. And so over time, what happens when you're not communicating well, starts to build up inside. And we could say this for the first time since Angie and I've been together, she's had to travel more than ever this year. Cause you know, we six months into dating or less than six months, four months into dating COVID happened. And so all of her travel broke down and it really just restarted in the last few months. So now we're, we're getting to work through the communication that goes with that. And I, I do feel like this is the step in working through that for communication. sure yeah and to kind of when you can do your additional research out there i would highly recommend you both figure out what personality type you are and then dig deeper into those pairings because i'll just read you this article one paragraph about a three and a seven combo but then it also the trouble spots, right? Yeah. So the That's, good stuff and then yeah. the trouble stuff. So the good stuff, it's just, it's funny. Like it's a highly complimentary pair, which, which you already said. Yeah. yeah. Both, both types are self-assertive, have high energy or outgoing, bring optimism, future orientation, sense of possibility. Threes can work alone more easily than sevens. Although both are simulated by interacting with people, excellent communicators persuasive, lively. It's probably the highest energy combination of types and they wholeheartedly engage in lots of activities, obviously. Plans, <laughs> projects, that's us. Always planning emphasis, and projects, always. With something. the emphasis on attaining the good life, which is like totally, everything is like creepy. That's what we do. Creepy accurate. It is so accurate as to who we are, what we do. So from that aspect, awesome. Love it. When we're a little off, which is what we found recently, when communication fails, here's the trouble spot. Right. So the trouble spots are, you could also be a volatile couple where there's too much electricity mm. under one roof. It's hot in here. The electricity. <laughs> I can feel oh, it. It's electric. Uh, do, 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 do. Both types seem lighthearted and unconcerned, yet in high-energy routines, they can often hurt each other without realizing it. Oh. I would say that's exactly exactly where we are. Often this results in a backlog of past hurts that have been suppressed until it's too late and 
too much damage has been done, which I will say I'm wired that way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm wired that way to where, you know, you kind of suppress all those hurts and then all of a sudden like the, the walls are up and there's just no breaking them down. So Eric's aware of that too. And so that's something that we're like highly, highly focused on to make sure we don't get into that spot. But like when you do go, go, go and you're high energy, it's sometimes super challenging to just pause and be able to make sure that we are really communicating, which is what this test has done. Can I compliment you here and say, as you talked about earlier, vulnerability is a struggle of your personality type. But just to today, tonight, as we sit here and do this podcast, the fact that you are opening up about the fact that we haven't been the perfect couple for a few weeks, you would have never done that when we started this podcast <laughs> six true. months ago. That's you would have been, true. you would have been like, we can't say that. Don't talk about that. We need everyone to think that everything's perfect. But biblically, no, I wouldn't have said that. That's right, why we're doing the podcast. Bi- biblically, the challenges. No one is perfect. And so when two people who are sinners get married, it's not going to be a perfect relationship. So if someone tells you they have a perfect relationship, they're clearly lying or they're missing the boat. And the fact that you have what, what are you reading? Oh, just another thing. Neither type wants to talk about their shortcomings, failures, or negative feelings. And so these topics tend to be avoided for as long as possible. So the fact that we're doing that, like we use this, apparently this podcast may become our therapy session in itself, right? Because we have put the work in over the last seven days and it, it hasn't always been easy so that we can one, heal any hurts that we've caused the other person, but then also to share that with you so that you know that it is possible because some, some of you listening, I mean, marriage is not easy, right? You're not married for 50 years without going through some hard conversations and some difficulties. And I will say, we go back to several weeks back in the podcast, we talked about growth mindset. And that was one of the things that you and I really attracted to each other was the growth mindset, which is a lot of the qualities in the seven and the three. And so that's where we're at is we're still trying to just grow this relationship. I don't ever want this to be a stagnant relationship with you because I mean, I love growing with you and, and, and my personality is to grow. Right. And so is yours. Yeah. And I, it's so, so interesting just how much content information's out there. But one of the things I saw on Pinterest was kind of a diagram of the fears of each personality type in the Enneagram. And I I think in any relationship, everyone has some level of fear, right? Fear of failure, fear of getting hurt, all, all the things. So what's interesting is this particular little diagram that I have found on the core fears for a three, which it's funny. You, I haven't shown this to Eric, but we literally talked about each one of our fears this week when we had the deep combo. Yeah. But so for me, it's a, I, it's a fear of being insufficient, inefficient, sorry, inefficient, unsuccessful, unmasked, incapable, unable to do. And I mean, I think we literally had this conversation where it's like, I have a fear that I'm not going to be enough. You know what I mean? And so it's just, you kept saying to me, like, I'm just not going to be enough for you. I'm like, you are more than enough for me. That's part of the problem is that I want to spend more time with you because I love you so much. Right. But his, his frustration with me, I feel like is something I can't sometimes fill because it is that you want to spend more time with me, but then I'm like pulled in all these different directions. What is my fears? So you want to hear yours? I do. I know you're there. Keep it What do you think it is? Well, I don't love myself well. I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to be enough for somebody else. Fear of being incomplete. 
inferior, limited, missing out. Oh, I've got FOMO? Yeah, you got a little FOMO. Damn, I got That's, FOMO. To your point, you think I'm having a blast at work, and it's actually work. <laughs> think you're missing out on fun with me. Yeah, well, in my defense, it's not like she's just sitting in a meeting. She's at Cardinals games. She's at all the fun things I would do. The th- fun things you would want to do, not... Yes. That's not on my list, now, is to go to a Cardinals game. Yeah, let me say this to you, though. <laughs> just switching gears slightly, then, you know, it breaks down what you're... Your number's one, your two, your three. Something I think is great, at least for our relationship, is that our number two is the same. We're both Both, helpers, number two. And so the good qualities of helpers are that we're caring, empathetic, warm and thoughtful, appreciative, generous, other-oriented, affectionate, well-intentioned, demonstrative. So all good. Sometimes twos get into conflicts by being too people-pleasing, flattering. Mm, I struggle with that in my early years. Clingy. I've, I think me. I've I'm gotten, but uh huh, you are, you're a little clingy. Well, you're freaking you're little, hot. You're stage five cleaner, clinger, whatever that is. <laughs> what wedding is crashes. We got a stage five clinger. <laughs> that would be Eric. <laughs> oh, I found another diagram. It, it's just, I, I could get lost in the diagrams. And, um, you can. I did see you going through all these diagrams. Oh my like, gosh. Oh my There's God. another one that was like, okay, now here's how each personality type can be seen. So it's like how it, me trying to communicate to you how I want to be seen. How do you want to be seen? So what this little diagram says is... Oh, I don't want to know what the diagram no, says. No, that's what it says. I, I I'm reading. I'm reading what the actual... Okay. All right. Trusted content on Pinterest says. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must be true. Uh, stand beside me while I dream. Oh my God, that's another story. <laughs> um, stay with me when I'm unsure. I think I try to do yeah. that. Yeah. I, I've always known you were unsure. Yeah. And then you get really mad if it gets figured out. And so I just try to make sure you know I'm here. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I love you. Just, yeah, be here. I'm proud and of you. And then for sevens is be there for the good. Stay as I dig deeper at my own pace. Ugh, that's fair. Uh-huh. Because the fact of the matter is, and we've talked about this before, and you and I talked about it even the other night, like I just still... I've tried and tried to deal with them. I've gone through multiple years of therapy sessions, dealing with my dad dying when I was 27 years old. Sometimes I handle it well. Sometimes I still have anger issues and inefficiency issues or insufficiency issues where I was never, why wasn't I, you know, why didn't I hear the things I wanted to hear from my father? Things like that, which then I try to overdo with my kids, Mm -hmm. right? Which I think, I don't know. I think I do it you in a good, a good way job. where I'm trying to make sure they know how proud I am of them. I try to spend as much time as possible with them because my dad worked a lot and I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm there and I'm present in their lives, but I might take it overboard sometimes because I'm trying to go the other direction. There's, there's also another Pinterest diagram on Enneagram childhood wounds. Would you like to hear about yours? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So for sevens, they suffer from nurturing deficiency. Like, huh. what in the hell? Hallie always says, yeah. Eric, you just weren't hugged enough no. as a child. And I've talked to my mom. We've talked about that. Yeah, no, we, yeah. I've talked to my mom so about if, it. So your thought process is, if I keep myself distracted enough, then I won't notice how lonely and anxious I feel inside. Yeah. So for threes, which is also makes sense, suffer from self-rejection. So if I succeed, achieve, get the best grades, and I'll be worthwhile... And I have to hide my insecurities and flaws with accomplishments in order to be good and worthwhile. Man, 
It's so the accurate. House is this so stuff is accurate. so accurate. It blows it's crazy. My mind. That is crazy. It literally blows my mind, which is exactly how I'm wired. So I have a fear of failure. Uh-huh. And I feel like everything that I do, I'll be good and recognize if I achieve. Yeah. And so what happens then is if I could share this feedback with you, is that all right? I mean, I'll let you proceed. We might have to edit it depending on what you say. <laughs> well, I just, so that I, what I see is, yes, that is your big driving factor. You want to be successful and you want people to recognize that you've been successful. You don't need pats on the back like I do. No, you just, I don't want You don't want to. that. You just I, want to be. For myself. I want to yes. prove to myself that I can do it. And what happens is then you can't, you can't switch it off. Yeah. So you don't ever switch it off. And then then you're, you're overstimulated in your mind. You have trouble sleeping. You have trouble just sitting down and breathing, giving yourself a couple of hours to have some downtime because you feel like if you stop now, you might not achieve everything that you can yeah. do. Oh, suck. And, I, and that's <laughs> I not mean, that's, true. Yeah, and, and that is a battle that we have. I try to tell her that she's got to slow down and she tries to tell me, you know, when, when I'm misreading situations. Can I have some more hugs though? Is that, <laughs> I, guess. I guess, is that a compromise? Can we, you mentioned, um, trouble sleeping, but can you talk, can we talk about oh, the dream that I gosh. had the other day? You might've seen it, this on the story. I put it on our story, but literally I have been having the weirdest <laughs> dream. So yeah. I have been sleeping good. And so now I'm actually like dreaming, which is unfortunate for Eric probably, but <laughs> Apparently. The other night I was in the middle of a dream, which one of our neighbors up the roads put a picture on Facebook of this snake that was in their house. Pretty big garter snake. I mean, a big one. me out. So anyway. Coiled up in the corner of their house. I mean, it was I weird. I need to tell them that I had this dream because I'm like laying in bed in the dream and I, I look up and on the ceiling is is like that picture of that snake all in this corner. And I thought this snake was going to drop down on me. I mean, it was it was getting ready to fall on me, and I jumped up out of bed and like ninja jumped, rolled over Eric in bed. I kind of wake up right a little bit startled. And he thinks, I think she's wanting to get it on. Yeah, I think she's wanting to get freaky like, in the middle of the night. I'm like, okay, yeah. What are we doing attack here? Attack me! And I'm like, oh dang, it was a snake. Leave me alone. I was not trying to. I mean, you get woke up like that in the middle of the night, somebody crawling all over you. You're like, okay, I guess we're doing this. We Total, were not. See, we're not good at communicating because we I'm getting attacked by a snake. He thinks I want him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so, okay, we just go back to sleep because we were both half asleep. And then the, he gets up in the middle of the night. In the morning. In the morning. Put my contacts in. Nose, he's got like a scratch all the way across his nose and it was bleeding. Blood all over the place. <laughs> Basically, her her wedding ring, when she ninja rolled over me, must have clipped my nose. Oh my and gosh. so I get to work. I was like, what happened to you? I'm like, well, my wife happened to me, I guess. That's what happened. <sighs> so that is, we are way out of time, just for the record. This is great conversation. And in your relationships, highly recommend it because it's great conversation for you. And if you're, again, it doesn't matter if it's, you, you could have your kids take it for crying out loud. I thought about that too. Well, yeah. I could, ju you could just about pinpoint That's each right, one each of them, one. but it would be a good exercise for them to, to do. To open them up to the actual communication, right? And I'll say this, as much as I pissed and moan and drug my feet, I do 
want to communicate well with my wife. It is very important to me that Angie and I communicate well. And so we both knew that for the first time we weren't communicating the way we're used to. And so let's, let's do what we need to do is put the, let's put the work in and figure out what, why the communication's off. And that's what we've been doing with this Enneagram. So I highly recommend it. If you're in a relationship or you're thinking about getting into a relationship, you guys take it together and then you, you know, the pitfalls and the good stuff and the bad stuff, and you can work through it that way. You don't want well, to say anything. No, I was just going to say as uncomfortable and awkward as it is when you do feel like things are off, you just have to talk about it. And so there's just so many different tools out, out there to utilize. And this is one of them that is extremely accurate. <laughs> and I think it's great for you and I growth in a relationship that rather than putting walls up, we have taken this week to make sure we don't put walls up and that we are working through with the Enneagram. And so I appreciate you being vulnerable with me in that regard. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. If you have questions, Can we get out of the car now? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? If, if you have questions about the Enneagram, uh, send us messages, uh, but it is online. It costs about $12, $13 for you to take it. You get the results back instantly, and you can just dive in with your significant other, your kids, whoever you want to take it with. Thank you so much for spending time with us this week on Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I don't know... <laughs> I don't know what next week's podcast is going to be about. We have a lot of travel again this week. and Or where we're going to do the podcast from. And, and this week... Well, the, I got an idea. The, we'll talk about later. This will be, this week, our third anniversary since we started talking. I know, this week. the 23rd. Yeah, on September That's 23rd when is when we started talking. Started. So it'll be three years. So excited for, for the week ahead. We'll celebrate Angie's birthday next weekend. And so a lot of fun things to come. But thank you so much for being with us today, letting us share our blended, blessed, and always a mess journey. And we look forward to talking to you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.